0: Hi, and welcome to The Hingham Cast. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. This episode is brought to you by realtor Erica Colantonio of Planner Hill Properties. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local journalism. We look at the world through the lens of one small town, my town on Boston's South Shore. We launched in January when the pandemic was in full swing, We dug into our COVID numbers, what was happening with our kids, our schools, our elections, our small businesses. We crave connection and community. As the Delta variant seeps into our lives, who knows what will happen next? Will things get restricted again? Will we stay remote even longer? What will happen for people like James Wood, who is just starting to bounce back as more commuters and day trippers take the ferry into Boston?
1: Timmy, what's up, buddy? We wanted to fry him up. And I make about 60 or 70 breakfast sandwiches, Real muffins for everybody. All set. Thank you very much, brother.
0: It's the breakfast rush at Woody's Goodies, the food truck that's been stationed outside the commuter boat in the Hingham shipyard for the last decade. Yeah. Cool. Johnny, how are you? Good, how are you doing?
1: Oatmeal cream, tea. We have a bacon, egg and cheese, sausage, egg and cheese, ham, egg and cheese, corned beef hash, egg and cheese on a Portuguese English muffin, which are right now very tough to get, but I will tell you any store that I see them at, I will wipe them out. <laughs> so you better get there first. Sausage, egg and cheese. And here you go.
0: Why the Portuguese English muffin?
1: It's got a sweetness to it. They're very dense filling, I would say, but it is just a certain texture to it that everybody loves. It put me on the map over here.
0: At the helm, with his spatula and easy grin, is James Wood, Woody. It's
1: a great job. I love it. And you guys are all good. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.
0: Woody wakes at four each day to be at his post before the first boat.
1: Peter, good to see you, brother.
0: Before the pandemic, he had about 400 customers a day, but that's been slashed in half on a good day, even after he added lunch to his service.
1: It's tough with the pandemic because you don't know uh how many days people are working or whatever like back in the day yes but uh now it's very sporadic you just don't know who's coming who's not who's doing two days this week three days this week
0: do you need ice buddy yeah please you got it how you been good how about you good to see you man yeah you know the earlier the boat, the steadier the customers. The
1: 845 is a tricky one. It's usually people that are hungover or uh, people that are just coming back from being in the cape or you know, people latecomers. It's a it's a very tricky boat. You never know. It's the slacker boat we call it.
0: <laughs> Woody's customers are fiercely loyal.
1: Woody's the best. He introduced me to the Portuguese English muffin and now I can't resist it. The iced coffee's so always good too. Amazing. Best guy
0: in the biz right there. JP, what's up, buddy? RT, you want a little flavor today? And he knows them and their orders by heart.
1: Oh, Jake, uh, black one Splenda. Lara, black one Splenda. Cheryl, black. We have James. He's a sugar addict, so we multiple flavor in that. But now he's uh, losing weight now, so he's just a cream only.
0: Two teenage boys walk up and Woody gets to work.
1: What's going on, guys?
0: So you didn't even ask them what they want. You know what they want. I win. know
1: exactly what he wants. He wants a uh, sausage uh, and egg with hot sauce, no cheese. And the other one's straight sausage, egg and cheese with hot sauce. Is that right? Yeah.
0: He does that not just with these two, but dozens of people while I was there, and he says he knows hundreds more orders by heart. Take me off some first names and their orders. Well,
1: Pete and his daughter, they get um, a chocolate chip muffin, a water, Pete gets a milk and a bacon egg and cheese wrap, or he'll get a chocolate chip muffin grilled each day. Uh, Dave, you just just left, he's an everyday guy. He's a a skim milk, or he'll do coconut cream in his iced coffee. My buddy Al, he should be coming up actually any minute. He takes the 8 o'clock boat. He's a large black every single day.
0: What do you got behind you?
1: Um, We have a cream only. Yes. Yes.
0: Then there are the customers coming in hot, as he calls it.
1: Uh, When they come in hot, I'll have their stuff ready so that I will keep the
0: boats waiting. And how is it to have someone just waiting here with your coffee? Uh, It's especially nice when we have about 30 seconds to make the boat. Is he better than your husband? I mean, to have a coffee waiting for you? Uh, Yes, absolutely, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had a coffee waiting for me at home. (laughs) Let's take a quick break here to thank our sponsor, realtor Erica Colantonio with Planner Hill Properties. Erica grew up in Hingham. She's raising her girls in Hingham. She understands and is invested in this community. So if you're buying or selling a home or want to help someone looking in town, connect with Erica. She knows the neighborhoods, the schools, and can help find the perfect home for you. Reach out, Erica at PlannerHill.com. Okay, back to the conversation. So after a shift last week, Woody and I sat down to talk. Watching you work is a pretty joyful experience. You're totally charming, you're connected with your customers. What is it about your job that makes you happy?
1: I I just love what I do. I love the people. So I mean, what better way to please them by giving them a nice smile every day and having a good conversation and giving them a good experience when they come by.
0: When you told people that you were going to work at the shipyard in Hingham, What was the reaction?
1: They told me, those Hingham people are going to eat you alive. And so I went in scared. Um, I really did because, you know, I listened to my friends and everything. But come to find out, the people in Hingham and the surrounding areas are exactly opposite what they had told me. (laughs) They're just very caring, loving uh, people that actually do care about the small business and Just their support has been like nothing I've ever seen in 22 years of this business.
0: You know, food service in any capacity is not an easy life. If you're sick, you don't make money. If you stay home, mental health day, any of those things. Global pandemic, you're on your own. Describe what it was like for you when COVID first hit.
1: Well, when it first hit, you know, none of us think that it's going to be anything as long as it was. It's something you don't prepare for. After a few months, I got really scared, Hmm. really scared that the business that I had grown was going to be completely gone at one point. Whoever knew when the boats were ever going to come back again. Mm -hmm. I think I was out seven or eight months. I was very, very nervous that um, it was never going to come back again.
0: And, you know, you have a family, you have a wife, three kids. What was your fear for them?
1: Oh, my God. I get the chills right now thinking about it. You know, this is all I know. This is all I know for 22 years, and at my age, having to start something different or go into a different field, it's very, very hard. It's just a very Mm -hmm. hard thing that you have to think of, and I was thinking of it, but um, I'm just very happy that I hung in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, your wife is a hairdresser.
1: Yes. Hair salons and food uh, establishments were probably the most affected. Mm -hmm and you know other businesses like that but yeah definitely 100% affected on both on both parts
0: so how long were you out of work
1: i was out i would have to say 9 months to 10 months i did not work at all mm. collected unemployment which i don't like to do mm-hmm. i like to work and make my own money it just didn't feel right to me mm. after let's say the 8 9 months i told my wife i said listen i got to i got to start getting creative here i got to figure out how to get my myself out there again. Hmm. I just all of a sudden created a date when the boats were going to be running at a certain percentage. And I said, I'm going out there. And uh, I started a lunch and I told my wife before I started it, I said, there's absolutely no way that this is going to work. Hmm. Um, And lo and behold, there's my customers and the support again. Um, I will never underestimate these people ever again. Not that I did, but they just were so receptive and they kept me going. I mean, not only did they just keep me going with business, but you know, I've had people drive by that weren't even buying anything and giving me a little something to help support me. And, you know, I, I got a great story. My buddy, Kevin Weldon, he's a Hingham guy. Hingham guy. I, um, I've i known him since probably 17 years old. And uh, mm. he would come up to me every couple months that he would get a stimulus check. Mm. And all of a sudden he'd give me a giant hug and. Then he would hand me over $150 because he wanted to help out. He told me that he didn't need the stimulus check as much as it could help me. He wanted to do it. This kid is one of the best kids I know. And it's just stories like that that have been keeping me not only financial, but just mentally. Mm. It has helped so much for me. It really has.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about that relationship. Um, with your friends and with your customers, it, it really is something. You know, a few years ago, you lost your mom. I did. Tell me about that. What happened there?
1: My mom had Alzheimer's for uh, a good nine years, and me and my wife were the primary care for my mom. Mm-hmm. My wife is a wonderful woman. And, you know, not too many people can do what we did uh, to take care because it it's very extensive care. Mm-hmm. She's a she's been the glue to this family and what she's did for me with my mom has been extraordinary. So um, it's, it was tough. It was tough to work and then have to come home and, and take care of her 24 seven. It
0: mm-hmm. was very
1: tough, but you know something, me and her created a system. We got it done and my mom finally passed away. And it was, um it was good not to see my mom suffer anymore, yeah. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um It was a, it's a, it's a terrible disease, but a lot of good things came out of it also to know that you have a wife that's going to be there for you and a wife that's going to support you till the end. And and she proved that to me. She's just a wonderful woman. That's all.
0: Um, your your customers were there for you, too, when your mom passed.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: You had to take a couple days off?
1: I, I had to. So I don't know if they want their names mentioned because they're very modest people. Mm-hmm. They know who they are. So. <laughs> When they listen to this, they know who I'm talking about. So I had to take a Friday and Monday off and I just simply texted my good buddy down there. He's from Hingham. And I let him know that my mom passed away and I wouldn't be there for Friday and Monday and let all his uh, group of friends know. And I knew he would get the word around it. Mm -hmm. So throughout that time overnight, him and his wife decided that they were going to set up a uh, stand in the morning and give away box of Joe and donuts to my customers. So uh, what I came into that Tuesday morning after a couple of days work is a can with about eight, $900 in it, which was lost sales for the two days. And it was probably one of the most chilling experiences of my life to see people that would actually go out and do that for me. I will never I mean, I can't thank them enough, and they're just happy to do it. And yeah. those are the type of people I encounter down there. It's just, uh, I'm very lucky.
0: Yeah, and and it's, I mean, it's honestly not the only story. When the docks were broken and the boat wasn't running, you, you had folks raise almost ten thousand dollars for you. Is that right,
1: John Shaughnessy? Uh, on two different occasions, I will tell you, um, when the boats were broken, he emailed me and told me that I better accept an email from GoFundMe. And I said, listen, John, it's not my style to, to take money from people. I'm sorry, I can't do it. And he just persistently told me, if I don't accept the email, he's coming down my house with a bag of cash. So I did uh, finally accept the email for the GoFundMe for the docs. Most recent one, they did it again at the pandemic when I was off for eight months. Mm. And I think that raised $21,000. So, I mean, that right there explains to you the type of people that, um, that they are. I mean, the support was absolutely overwhelming. I can't tell you how different my life would be if I didn't have that support because I don't know what I would have done. It took a lot of the mental heartache Mm -hmm. away from me. It took all worries away. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what their goal was to do was just to not have me worry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's take a quick break here to say, if you like the podcast, make sure to follow us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and sign up for our emails. Each week we raffle off great prizes, a hundred dollars to Trist, intrinsic provisions, XR barbecue sauce, swag from vitamin C brewing, movie tickets, Don't miss out. Sign up at thehinghamcast.com. Okay, back to our conversation with Woody and what it was like to be away from his beloved customers during the shutdown and the happy reunions. How hard was it for you to be away from people? I mean, you're such a people person.
1: It was very hard. I'm not a guy that uh sits at home. I was going stir crazy after a certain amount of time and now that I'm seeing some faces coming back, I'm just overwhelmed with joy to see them. So it's like uh not only did I miss him and I have so many customers that all of a sudden you'll be like, "Oh my god, I forgot about him when he shows up." <laughs> but the thing is, you you wonder how you forgot about that person because he's such a wonderful person, but you have so mm-hmm. many customers that if you don't see them for such a long time, it they kind of leave you until you see them. But you know something? It picks up right where we left off. Each different customer, I think I have a different subject or just talking <laughs> about kids or talking about baseball or talking about anything. And it's, it's actually really great.
0: You know, it's interesting. I read somewhere that you said that you had low self-esteem at a point in your life. I did. I I have a hard time believing that after watching you with everyone.
1: Well, sometimes we can put on a front. It is one of my main goals is to not have any of my daughters or son uh, go through what I went through, but um, Mm -hmm. I always put on a good front. I was always overweight as a kid, and because of that, yeah, I mean, I would act like I'm the happiest kid going into a bar with my friends or anything, but what I was really worried about is who's looking at my weight and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you know something? Over time, when you get older... You just don't care about that stuff anymore. And what -hmm. what we want to do is we want to pass on to our children, you know, what we went through just so they don't go through the same thing. That's what I try to tell my kids without giving them any type of complex. Um, It's very hard, actually.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I just don't want my kids to ever go through anything like that. We don't want our kids to go through that type of uh, pain. But after 25, 26 years old, it was, listen, you take me for what I am. If you don't like me. That's okay. That self-esteem thing is is long gone now. Because if if you don't like me, you don't like me. That's it. <laughs>
0: I can't imagine.
1: <laughs> Listen, I am a little too much for some people sometimes. <laughs> trust me, and I always tell them that, and they'll laugh it off because I'm, um, you know, I'm loud and obnoxious sometimes. And but you know, I am what I am. I I would say a good a good percentage of the people do do like me, which is a good feeling.
0: I'll bet. I'll bet. Um, I want to go back for one thing to your menu, watching you crank out these egg sandwiches and muffins and iced coffee and knowing everyone's order. I mean, you're just like a whirling dervish.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the bottom line is most of my customers are five minutes before the boat. If you can't remember, if you can't get it out to them time, they will have to walk off because they're going to miss the boat. So you got to have things ready for them or you're going to just... Give away business. And you don't want to do that. And you don't want to, I like to keep people happy, Allie. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of customers, if they have to walk away sometime, they'll tell me, oh, Woody, don't worry about it. It's It's a big deal to me. It will bother me for days. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, it's just what's, it's in me. My father always brought me up to work to my best of my potential. I mean, I used to stock ice cream shelves at the supermarket for my dad Mm -hmm. back in the day. And I would do that to the best of my ability to the point we had bosses calling people over to check out my ice cream section. I mean, (laughs) everything had to be perfect. And that's how my father brought me up. Mm -hmm. He was a Marine and he was a perfectionist and he didn't give me any leeway as he was my boss. So that was so helpful to me, the way that he trained me Mm -hmm. just as an ice cream stalker. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you learn a lot just from a job like that.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. So your memory is insane. I mean, people are coming from their car and you're making their coffee. I mean, how, what is that?
1: Well, I will tell you, and I I do the joke to all my customers. I go, too bad it only pertains to coffee. But um, <laughs> the funny thing is, I'll say to myself, oh, my God, I got to get American cheese out of my cooler. I'll round the corner. I'll forget what I'm going for. <laughs> so I think it's so much stored in my head on what people need that the simple things like, oh, you got to go around the side and get cheese. Then I'll just stop in my tracks and forget it and then walk back. And then about 10 minutes later, I'll remember, oh yeah, cheese.
0: But I mean, especially like six o'clock in the morning, I can barely remember my name and yeah. you are getting people's orders ready as they're coming. Not just uh, one guy. I mean, it's, Hundreds of people, and you're whipping out their orders before they even open their mouths.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the brain is—it's just a—I don't even know the word for it. You know, it just happens. I don't—I can't tell you. I—I <laughs> I told you earlier today, math has always been a strong suit for me. I don't have to write things down. I can figure things out in my head. It has to have something to do with that.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe you're—you know—like genius IQ, and you don't know it. I,
1: well, I did take one of those i q things on my phone one time, and it said I had a one thirty six i q and I think that's pretty high but um, listen, I don't put any any credit into those, but uh <laughs> you know, I would like to take an i q test one time <laughs>
0: you should you should <laughs> um
1: I'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to go to your menu for a second, and I had never had your breakfast sandwiches. And I guess I probably never would have given a second thought, but you made me one and that was so good. Thank you. What, what is the secret with that Portuguese uh, English muffin? What is that?
1: Well, it's basically, um, you got to know how to get that coating on it. There's a nice crispy Mm -hmm. coating on the muffin and you got to know how to do that. And it's just basically fresh off the grill. I mean, make sure that the Portuguese English muffins are fresh, which I'm having a very hard time getting those. So mm. I'm actually doing my first trip down to Fall River tomorrow, and I'm picking up 150 packages. They're doing a special order for me. And I am going <laughs> to freeze half of them so I don't have to go running wild to get those. So um once a month I'm gonna be doing that. And I can tell all my customers that I've run out on on the Portuguese English, you will not see that anymore.
0: What are people's reactions when you don't have the Portuguese?
1: Oh, my God. I mean, some of them will just say they're all set. They won't even take the rap or anything else. <laughs> they say they're all set because that's the reason why they came there. And mm. like, again, that goes into the, I just feel horrible. If they don't get what they want and I can't get out uh, and they take a trip there to me, it makes me feel horrible.
0: A quick break here to thank our media partner, The Hingham Anchor. If you want to put faces to voices, log on to thehinghamanchor.com and catch up on all our community's news. Okay, I asked Woody if he had anything else to say. He didn't want to worry about the unknowns of the Delta variant or what lies ahead just yet. He wanted to end where he seems to live, in gratitude.
1: A cream only is walking up right now. (laughs) You got it. Have a good day. You, man. It's good to see you, ma'am. Okay, cool. You too. I am just so grateful for my customers. I'm grateful to be there. How you doing? Just Milk? You got it. I'm grateful for the DCR. Okay, how many egg sandwiches you want? I'm on their property, and the DCR has been absolutely amazing to me, so I do want to mention them. How do you take it? I got ham or uh sausage all the people that run the ferry, such as Steve John Adam, all the captains, all the the workers and the my buddy Phil, of course, I'm gonna mention him one stop shopping over here, buddy I mean just my wife, my kids, my whole support system, all my friends down there, the people that are members at the Blackrock that have invited me to play golf, I mean. I get a taste of the good life without even having to pay for one of those crazy memberships, you know, (laughs) and, um, just listening to this, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about.
0: I think that's probably everybody.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) It's a good group of people. I will tell you. Awesome.
0: Woody, thank you so much for talking with me.
1: Thank you, Allie. I appreciate everything. I really do.
0: I want to thank my podcasting partner, the kind, talented, and beautiful producer editor Kristen Keith. Our interns are Claudia Chiappa from Boston University and Hingham's own Cameron Baker. Our website was designed by Donna Mavromatis and her team at Mavro Creative. And I'm Allie Donnelly. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.